Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Marklin. What? My name is Mark. I was gonna <laughs> Who say, am I dating? I was going to say Marcus, but only my grandma calls me Marcus. Okay. With me as always is my girlfriend, Caroline. Hell no. Carolyn. You know better than this. Carolyn. It is Carol. And my middle name is Lucretia. Charlemagne. And everybody thinks the L stands for line or Lynn. It does not. Line? There are people that think your middle name is Line? I don't know, but people <laughs> call me Caroline. Is your name Carol Line? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a lot of people think the L stands for Lynn, and people think my name for some reason is Caroline. And people put an E on the end of my name. There's no E on the end of my name. People. No, she's not Carol King, people. Carol Lucretia. Um, you know, my, my brother dated a woman whose name was Kimber Lee. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. First name Kimber, middle name Lee. What was the last name? Uh, I assumed the last name was Lee. Nope. It was Kimber Lee Phillips. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Their name's already Phillips. That's why I just... I wasn't going to reveal that to anybody, but yeah. Oh, oops. Sorry. Don't come to my house. That's not on, okay? (laughs) And we live at um, such and such an address and such and such. (laughs) I sure will put it all out there. Okay. Phone number. Mm -hmm. Social security number. (laughs) 588-5537. It is a pretty, pretty common name though, Mark. It is, yeah. Mark's a common name. I think you're pretty safe. I guess. You know how many of me there are? <laughs> In the phone how many, book? Like, have you cloned yourself? What do you mean? How no, many I of mean, you like, there people are? People with my last name, my first and last name in the phone book, there are a lot. Yeah, sure. So, How many with the middle name Lucretia, like you just told everybody? Well, none, but, you know, first of all, I live with my parents, so it's not even under my name. So, Okay. True. There you go. Good call. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so Kimberly. That's pretty cool. I like this person's parents. Yeah? Yeah. Mm, okay. I think. Uh, <laughs> that makes one of us. could be assholes. That but. makes one of us. Um, <laughs> anywho. Uh, so, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's May. It's it, May. It is May. It's going to be May. It's May 18th, 19th. It's May 19th. 1995. This month is just flying by. It is. Someone's birthday yeah. is coming up. Woohoo. It's me. Woohoo. Woohoo. As I go, DuckTales. Woohoo. What am I going to get you? Yeah. I'm going to get you what I usually get you. What's that? Uh, I'm going to get you a hard eight. <laughs> a what? A hard eight? Yeah, it's a dice term, uh, and also code for my dick. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Hope you're not listening, mom. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get you. To be honest. Well, you know what I would like. No, I don't. I would like a gift certificate to B. Dalton. 
Okay. What's that? Uh, what's that? The notebooks that you like. What's her name? Lisa Frank. What? <laughs> yes, I like Lisa Frank. I'll get you some Lisa Frank notebooks. I don't. I'm not going to tell you. Even if I had a plan of what mm. I'm going to get you, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to get you. Okay. Fair. Are we gonna? Are we gonna be? Are we gonna be in studio uh, on your birthday? I'm trying to think. Today's uh, this comes out yes. the 19th. Yes. Which is set in seven days. Yeah, it's yeah. a week. Yep. So this will come out. It will come out on your birthday. Next episode will be my will birthday. be Carol's birthday. That's right. Respect. So if people. you want to send some birthday wishes, uh, late fee nineteen ninety four at aol dot com. Or you know you could decorate my locker. Flood the you know, inbox. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Flood the you've got mail with uh, <laughs> with um, birthday wishes. Do it. Do it. Please what? don't. Um, but I want to tell you a secret though. You know, I've I've always like wanted somebody to decorate my locker. No, oh, really? Has. For your birthday? Yeah. Or just just cause? For my birthday. Like well, I see all the time like the popular girls get their lockers all decorated and you know like, the noticed. cheerleaders and and the guys on the football team the cheerleaders yeah. decorate their Correct. stuff. Correct. The cheerleaders do decorate our our lockers. They also decorate each other's lockers. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't ask them to do that, by the way. I know, and uh, good, and I would stab a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I don't even like it. Well, I would like it. Okay. You can get some of those little hoes to decorate my life. No, I don't want them to do it. I want you to do it. Okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. Lisa Frank notebook paper all around. Ooh, ooh. You know what I have? Uh... You know what I have? Uh, Tape. Solid eight, I hear. What do you mean you hear? That's what you tell me. You feel? It's a hard eight, by the way. Whatever. Um, a hard eight's two fours. Solid and hard are the same. Yeah, but you wouldn't roll dice and say, hey, that's a solid eight. <laughs> it's a hard eight in in dice because it's the you can only get it one way. A pair of fours. All the hard numbers are pairs. You know, four, four uh, hard four is two twos. A hard six is two threes. A hard eight is two fours. A hard ten is two fives. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm ready for the casino now. Yes, you are. Thank you for that lesson. If we ever get one in this state, then, you know, you can go to the casino. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But the, yeah. You're going to have that, to take me to Las Vegas. That, initi- that initiative got voted down again, you know. Yeah. Um, but what was I talking about before you confused me? I don't know. Oh, what I, I have. listening to you? What I, <laughs> what I have taped in my locker. The person whose picture I have taped in my locker. Again, I'll cut a bitch. Okay, well, you'll have to cut, uh... Today's show anchor Bryant Gumble. <laughs> what? <laughs> One time, my friend Colin and I found a picture uh, from uh, a a TV guide of Bryant Gumble mm-hmm. on the the cover, just walking to school. So I picked it up, I ripped the cover off, and I taped it up in my locker. And it's been up all all the years I've been in high school. Wow, mm-hmm. you are such a weirdo. Yep. Sometimes I'll open my locker and people like be talking to me at my locker and they'll look in and they'll be like, what is that about? 
obviously I'll say, I'll say he's my hero obviously i never look at your locker i would know that so I, usually, I'm, too busy, I'm too busy looking at you usually when you're in my locker you're just kneeled down <gasps> how dare you so that when i open it you know you can what gets smacked in the face see my heart ache <laughs> So, um, I think the people would like to hear us talk about some entertainment news now, or... Okay. Uh, at least what we watched this week. Enough reminiscing. Yeah. Today, we watched a television, televisual program and a motion picture uh, on the, the silver screen, but we didn't watch it on the silver screen. We watched both things with the modern... The, the marvels of modern technology. We watched both things on a television set in the house because we were going to go out and watch Village of the Damned, the remake with Christopher Reeve. But uh, a friend of mine saw it and described uh, the movie to me. And one of like the, the stupidest parts where these possessed kids are trying to get into this guy's brain, Christopher Reeve's brain, and it l- just looks like... It's just like... It's a series of close-ups of him. Like, it's like they're just like... They show the kid's face, and they like the camera zooms on him. Then they, they pan back to the kids. Then they show him, and it's like a zoom up on him. Like, they're trying to break through his mental wall or something like that. That's which sounds is, pretty terrible. Oh, it's it's horrible. It looks like uh, extreme close-up, like from uh, Wayne's World mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live. It looks like a comedy shot. It's one of the... Yeah, it, like, from what I hear, it's really bad. So we decided not to do that, and we decided to see a, a classic horror film instead. Yes. But first... Uh, as is tradition, Carol will tell us about the television program that we watched. So we watched an episode of Frasier, which we did. I, I love. Frasier's a like, pretty good show. Yeah. I, I think it's him better on, than Cheers. I liked him on Cheers. It's different. Yeah. It's different than Cheers. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. It's definitely more cerebral than Cheers is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess because it's focused on him. but It's the smartest show on TV. Yeah. It's I don't know, they weren't, very, uh, they weren't very smart this episode. No. no. But the jokes are smartly written. Yeah, okay. I'll give it to you. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say. It's only in its second season. We'll see, you know, we'll see how long it goes. But, yeah, I like Kelsey Grammer. He reminds me a lot of Jack Benny. Okay. You know Jack Benny? You familiar with him? Yes. All right, cool. Only because you tell me about him. But he had, see, he had that that innate ability to, to just give a look like he, like he was more funny silent mm-hmm. than anything else. And Kelsey Grammer, I think if I had to guess was a fan of Jack Benny's because he has that same thing where he'll just like, you know, yeah, he'll give a look and people laugh at that silence and just him like staring at somebody. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you could do that too, but you know, we're using a non-visual medium, so people miss out. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll film this. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. one maybe one day I'll get a, I'll get a VHS camcorder and we can uh, record it and somehow I don't know give out the VHS tapes I don't know that sounds like it would get expensive yeah so in the this- only way it would be viable is if there was a way to to record something in a digital medium like digitize it well and then be able to disseminate the the digital file uh through you know like just mass at once well i mean there has to be some way to do it because the people watch porn on the internet 
Yeah, I think that's mostly pictures. Mm. I think that's mostly just photographs. Oh, okay. I don't know. So, <clears throat> Frazier, <laughs> this restaurant that used to be his favorite was closing down. Yeah. He, he hears about this from the uh, food critic. Correct. That snobby guy. Mm, this, is, this is the food critic. And he decides that, oh, he wants to go there one more time. Now, I was imagining, just like I'm sure he was, that the place would be packed, right? Because... It was, yeah, it's a send-off. I mean, they put it on the radio Mm -hmm. that this place is closing down. It's their last night. So you'd think everybody would rush there to have one more time, right? Right. Yeah. One one last hurrah at the old barn. But apparently, it's gotten the reputation that it deserves of being terrible because it's, like, empty. Yeah. No, everyone's like, it stinks. And, you know... That's kind of their fault. Like, if that was his favorite restaurant, he shouldn't have stopped going. But maybe he stopped going because the food started sucking. Maybe. Like, you you know, I don't know anything about high fashion, high quality food or, you know, like, like high end restaurants and stuff like that. I don't know anything about this stuff. But my guess is that, and I think this happens with restaurants, is that maybe this restaurant had like a really great chef and then they left. You know, they went to another restaurant or, you know, they just got fed up or they retired or whatever. And the new chef's just not as good or, or the food sucks or, you know, something. Something changed over time because that's, you know, why he doesn't go there anymore. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that changed was the waiter just got senile. <laughs> yeah. That waiter's been there since, I don't know, since they were boys. <laughs> that's insane. So, yeah, so they go, it's um, Frazier, Niles, um, Daphne, Daphne and their dad. Martin Crane. Yeah. And um, they start talking about what they would do if they owned the restaurant Mm -hmm. and the different changes they would make and how they would do it. They're getting all excited. And and the dad's at least smart enough to be like, hey, you know, (laughs) hold on, guys, you don't really want to do that. You know how much work it would be. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are like, oh, whatever. You guys don't know how much work it would be to do a restaurant. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we could handle it. I was a cop. And they freaking... Every episode he mentions that he was a fucking cop. Yeah. We get it, Martin. <laughs> but they, 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 they buy they buy the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can How much understand. money do they have? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can understand, like, you're sitting there, you're daydreaming about it, whatever. But yeah, how much money do they have to just be able to throw it away like that? Well, it's just like that's like you and I just sitting at the mall or something like that and being like, uh, "Hey, you know, if I had that, uh, if if I had that churro, you know what I would do with it? Oh, let's buy it. I mean, that's right. like that's how they they treated it. Like it was nothing. Yeah, to just spend whatever, however much it was, thousands of dollars buying this restaurant. I mean, I would imagine it was at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I don't know. I mean, they were going out of business, so I don't know. Yeah. I assume they just had to lease the building. Yeah, well, and all the stuff inside of it, or did they replace all the stuff inside of it? I think they kept a lot of it, so they might have They might have just bought it. from. Actually, it probably wasn't that much now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they would have had to. I mean, it, was, it would be a significant amount of money, but it probably wasn't as much as I was thinking about. Because if they're going out of business, they don't own the building, the, the, you know, the restaurant. They're just closing their doors. They're just like, we're done now. So they'd have to get the lease from the city. And I I think like normal terms are about a year. So they'd have to pay for a year in advance of a lease. So that that would be a significant amount of money. You know, you're probably talking, you know, at least like twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000, something like right. that. And then, um, then they, you know, the restaurant 
owns the everything inside the tables and all that stuff and the the curtains all that kind of stuff and you know they probably said to them you know hey we'll give you whatever for it we'll give you a couple thousand for it i don't think they kept it because if you notice like in the beginning mm-hmm. the chairs and stuff like some of them had holes in the back oh i didn't i mean yeah, I didn't notice they were they were in really poor condition so okay. I, I think they probably and here's where the cost came in i think they probably bought new tables and chairs and decorations oh, yeah. that would get things. quite expensive then, yeah. yeah and then they were serving eel right that's expensive. I guess. I don't know. I've never had eel. To buy a bunch of live eels. They were live. Maybe they just caught them in <laughs> Puget Sound. Yeah, I'm sure Fraser and Niles went out and uh, caught the eels themselves. Well, how Have you ever had eel before? Uh, no. At this point, I haven't either. Yeah. I think I'll try it one day, but I haven't yet. Yeah. I would like to try it. I, I like to try new things. Is it one of those things that tastes like chicken, or is it one of those things that tastes like fish? I, I would have to imagine it would have to taste like fish because it's from the ocean. It is a fish, basically. Yeah. I don't think that ocean food tastes like chicken. It's an ocean worm. Oh. <laughs> or an ocean snake, I guess. I don't know. No, really, it is a fish, though. It's just like it's a long, skinny fish. It's gross. Yeah. So, okay. Yes? Big opening night. Mm-hmm. It's full. It's packed. How did Opening they, how night. How did they do that too? Like they had to do a lot of. And oh, and that was the other thing. They're such fucking snobs. Mm-hmm. When they were first talking about it, they're like, "Oh, and we're not going to advertise. <laughs> right. We're not going to put in the phone bug. We're not going to have a sign. Yeah, like it's going to be incredibly exclusive. Right. You're going to have to be a psychic to know how to to get a table here. Insane. Yeah, doesn't that that is stupid to me? It's like, yeah. how are people going to know then? Exactly. But I guess word of mouth, like this show. So the whole place is full to the point that when people walk in unexpectedly, it's like, oh, you don't have a reservation? Well, too bad. Um, except they saved the uh, Love Grotto or something. Mm-hmm. In the corner by the men's room, they had this one table that they weren't using until some asshole. Because it was by the, right. by, by the men's room. So when, some uh, asshole? Bulldog. Well, no, because they called it the, the Grotto or whatever, and I think they meant it that way. Like that, It was like a tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, it's, you know... The, the special place that they're not taking reservations for because it's a terrible seat, but then they'll let somebody sit there if they come in. I guess. I, I, okay. I don't know. I thought it was a joke on their part. But um, but anyway, Bulldog comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, you can sit there, you piece of shit. Right. With, um, with a prostitute. Yeah. The, uh, the, the biggest mistake they make is micromanaging everything. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem. Things they don't know anything about, mm-hmm. too. They are not chefs. And they're like, oh, we should add some more saucon of uh, of bourbon or brandy. I'm sorry to this cherry's jubilee. And then they come like it's a thing where basically every time Niles or Fraser walk by this cherry's jubilee, they pour more bourbon into it. Yeah, idiots. And then you know they're like over the the chef's shoulder, like telling him what to do. And he's making souffle, and Niles is like, oh, you're putting it in, in little individual cups? I'd like to see it in a big thing, and you can scoop it and serve it at the table, which I think is dumb. Agreed, yeah. I think it looks a lot fancier and nicer to have it in little individual cups. I agree. Whatever. And then Fraser's like, oh, no, no, we talked about little cups. And instead of him arguing back at any point to say, oh, no, your brother said, he's just like, okay, fine, I'll do what you say, mm-hmm. until he gets so mad that he quits. Yeah. <laughs> like... Why, if I were him, wouldn't you have said something? Yeah. 
So, yeah. I'd so, be like, well, why don't you talk to your fucking brother then? Right. But instead, he just walks off. So they have no chef. Yeah. And then uh, they Niles mentions that uh, at the mayor's table, <laughs> there's um, the head of immigration and the entire kitchen staff leaves. Yeah. Everybody walks out. And then um, Roz comes in. And they recruit her to be a waitress. Mm-hmm. And they have Daphne in the in the back. Mm-hmm. Cooking with Niles. Mm-hmm. And Frazier's, I don't know, being the host still, I guess. I guess. I don't know what the frick he's doing except being annoying. He's not contributing. No. That sounds like Frazier. Yeah. Um, and then when Roz goes to serve the Cherries Jubilee that they've dumped all this bourbon on, mm-hmm. it creates an explosion. <laughs> Cherries everywhere. I don't fire. know. That, I don't know that that would happen. Actually, you don't think? Well, I guess would the fire be higher if there was more brandy in there? Yes. Or would it just burn longer? You know, I saw it happen before with um with the oompa cheese. You know the uh, the oompa cheese, <laughs> the oompa loompa cheese. Oppa. Oppa. Yeah. I mean, and you really are not Mediterranean <laughs> anyway. But I love that Opa. stuff. It's but called Saganaki. Saganaki. Yeah. They put way too much on it. Mm-hmm. And it like went poof, like there was like a, a poof of a fire that was much bigger mm-hmm. than usual. That's not alcohol, though. You know that, right? What they put on there? Yeah, it is. It's alcohol? Yeah. What do they put? What alcohol do they put on there? I don't know, but it's definitely alcohol because I could taste it like that one time when they oh, put yeah? too much on. Oh, yeah. Did it taste good? Yeah. It's probably probably uh, uh, Uzo then or something like that. Maybe. But it'll, yeah, it's definitely alcohol. Mm-hmm. I want Uzo now. That sounds so good. Um, it is good. So, yeah. So then the... Uh, sprinkling- you ever been to a Greek wedding? No. Have you? No. Well, I mean, yes. Uh, um, I, I was to a Greek wedding once and uh, um, the Uzo, you know, is... is at the reception afterwards. Awesome. I just um, have a friend who's Greek and they stole it from their parents and we had some. It was good. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you get, if you ever get a chance, go, you know, get to a, a big. Get to a nunnery? Get a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just continue. Okay. So these sprinklers go off because of this big explosion of Cherry's Jubilee. And yeah, uh, Frazier mentions like because they're like, oh, thank God the sprinklers didn't go off, and he's like, yeah, they're on a time, they're on a timer, and he exp- spends the fifteen seconds explaining how great that is that they're on a delayed timer and like all this stuff instead of being like, hey, let's push that button so they don't go off, right? Like a fu- he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah. So yeah, so everybody runs out. They have no more customers, and no they more kept on the sea now, dude. As a, yeah, uh, a valet. As a valet. It was so dumb. He keeps talking to the walkie-talkie, and the guy's just like, who is this? Who is this? And then he, hopefully it was even the right car, right? Goes to get somebody's it car. Was. And uh, drives it into the restaurant. Yep. Which might have actually been the best thing that could have happened for them. If they have insurance. If they yes. have insurance. because And they're not liable, I don't know. Yeah. So if they if they happen to have insurance, then that might have saved them from losing their ass. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I don't know. I don't know if insurance will cover that or not. Uh, they didn't do it. Their employee did it. Yeah, but would they have to sue him? And then I have to imagine that he's judgment proof. Why? Don't you think? What does that mean? Judgment proof is when somebody is... So, like, 
you sue someone in civil court, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say like they did a million dollars of damage to your home mm-hmm. and you sue them and they have no money. <laughs> they have no money and no assets, no possessions. I mean, nothing of, of any kind of value that you can really take away. They don't own a house or they live with their parents or whatever. They're they're what's called judgment proof. You can't okay. you can't get anything out of them. You can sue them and you can win, but it's not going to matter because you're never going to see anything from that because they don't have anything that can be seized. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to hope even though they were totally pompous, stuck up, ridiculous, entitled assholes this whole episode, I'll hope for their sakes that they had insurance and that's not how it goes. Right. But it's a sit it's a sitcom, so next episode it's It's like it never happened. Exactly. Yeah. It'll it's never not be mentioned matter. again. <laughs> so yeah, that was the episode. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What'd yeah. you think? I like it. I like the show. It's funny. It's a funny yeah. show. I mean it was it was fun to watch. I think it's a little ridiculous, but you know, sitcoms we're almost done sometimes with, are. We're almost done with season two of Frasier, which yeah. is so crazy because we talked about another episode of Frasier on this very show. Way back, I think it was maybe like the fourth or fifth episode or something like yeah. that. Season one was the one where uh, uh, his dad was fucking that woman. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't uh, I don't know, but it's it's funny to think our show's been on this long. Our show's been on as long as Frasier, basically. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Wow. We've been doing this a long time. We have. Over a year. That means we've been dating for over a year. I know it's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> uh, horrible, fantastic. You know, it depends on the day. Right. Oh, well, sometimes when uh, a particularly pretty cheerleader comes to create my locker, it seems pretty horrible. Again, cut <laughs> a bitch. Ugh. Anyway. Speaking of cutting bitches. Um, we watched, <laughs> we watched, uh, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> we watched, uh, a classic of the horror genre, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not to be confused with the Missouri Chainsaw Massacre. What? That's, uh, when, uh, the Kansas City Royals, uh, started juggling. Oh, a sports thing. They started juggling gotcha. chainsaws. On the field, what? in the in the outfield, one one game, uh, this guy, this guy, one of the outfielders had learned how to juggle chainsaws. He had like over the summer, he had he had taken some magic workshop or whatever, right? So to entertain the crowd, um, one you know during one seventh inning stretch when everyone's standing, they'd sing, you know, take me out to the ball game and stuff like that. They brought chainsaws out to him so he could do it, right? So he starts throwing these chainsaws up in the air. Well. The lower deck is a little bit closer to the field than he thought, and like four people got got their arms like sliced open. No, and stuff this like isn't that. a true story. And is then it? yeah, and then it and then they fell because the the um, momentum of them got thrown off. They fell, and all three of them like fell right on the guy <gasps> and like cut and killed him. This is not true. Yes. No. It's the Missouri Chainsaw Massacre. That's what they, I thought it was an insensitive way to name that. Like, you know, but that's what they call it, the Missouri Chainsaw Massacre. No bullshit. No. How could that happen? <laughs> it didn't happen. Oh, you're such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> the real one. 
which I've always wanted to see and never based had. on a true story. By the way, what I did not know that it says it says it right on there. It's based well, on a yeah, true story. Yeah, movies say that shit doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> it's not. Oh, I mean, okay. it's kind of based on a true story, but it's it's not really. It's they they take they take bits of Ed Gein, the dude that uh, killed his his mother and stuff like that, and made uh, I think he made like a lamp out of her skin and, and shit like that. Gain. What? Ed Gaines? What are you saying? Ed Gain, not Gein. Okay. It sounded like you said an S on the end of his name like three times. There's no, I know there's no S on the end of his name. Um, So you're saying it's Gein, not Gain? I'm saying it's Gain, not Gein. It's what? Gain? Yeah. It's G-E-I-N. That's how he spells his name. Okay. Or how, I'm sorry, how he spelled his name because he's dead. Been dead for quite a while. But he made like so he was from Wisconsin, uh Ed Gein Gain. Gain. Whatever. Ed Gain. Whatever. Anyway, he um you know, like he killed his mom, he had, he exhumed corpses from the local graveyard, he made trophies and, and shit like that out of them and stuff like that. So that's you can you know, that yeah. that happens in this movie where they talk about uh a dude um you know, exhuming uh, the cemetery and stuff like that and everything. And it seems like it had been happening for a while. Sometimes only parts of corpses were taken, all that shit and everything. Um, so, you know, that's, it's partially, when they say based on a true story, it's like partially based on that. It's partially based on a couple other things. Okay. But it's not, none of it's, it's not real in any way. Right, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Take us through it. Take us through what? The plot of the movie. Oh, why? Because it's your turn. Because <laughs> I talked about Frasier. That's what we do on this show? That's what Let's we talk do. about movies? That is what we do. Okay. So, uh, basically, the story is uh, a woman, Sally, whose name gets said about 45 <laughs> million times in this movie. Sally. Um, her brother, Franklin who is in a wheelchair. By the way, at the beginning, uh, John Larroquette from Night Court uh, uh, does the narration uh, before he was famous. And like they say in the narration that especially Sally and her invalid brother or whatever um, are victims of this thing, right? Mm -hmm. But why? Why especially them? When you watch the movie... I mean, maybe especially her, I guess, but like at least, you know, from a psychological standpoint, but he didn't suffer any more than any of the other two. That's true. He may have suffered less. Yeah. Well, definitely suffered less than Pam. Yeah. Oh, God. Poor Pam. So anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a a 1974 film by Toby Hooper, uh, Legend of the Game, Toby Hooper, and... um, they uh so these these you know the Sally her 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 brother Pam and Kirk mm-hmm. who are dating and then uh I think Ted or something like that Jerry no Jerry Jerry who's driving the the van that they're in yeah because remember Jerry Jerry the screaming yeah, yeah, Jerry yeah, yeah. um and I don't think Jerry and Sally are dating but we don't. We'd never get like a definitive. They mm-hmm. are. They aren't. 
But it seems like maybe she likes him. Yes. But he, they're not together or whatever. So anyway, they're all going to uh, the, their family's old, like, fucking broken down farmhouse. No, that wasn't the destination. I thought that's where they were going. No. They were, they were going to get gas and move on. They just stopped there because, I thought. Why would they stay there? Well, where were they going? I don't know. They don't really tell us. <sighs> that house looked like it should have been condemned. There was not even furniture in that house. Why would that be their destination? She said something like, this will be my, or this is my room or something like that. Come on now. Seriously? Seriously. I don't think that that's where they were going. I think they only stopped there because the gas station didn't have any gas and they needed gas. And so then they were like, okay, well, then we'll go hang out at this place. You know what I think it was? They were going to, um, they were going to the graveyard. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, maybe they were going to the graveyard because there were news reports that people's graves had been robbed and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I think they were going to make sure that their grandfather's grave hadn't been desecrated. Well, I know that that's that's one of the things they do before they get there. And I think that I think that's what they were doing, and they were just going to stop out and look at the old farmhouse. Yeah, and then, and turn then around and go home. Yeah, and then go home. That makes sense. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah. But why did her brother keep saying he wasn't? He, he was sorry he came on this trip. Then I mean, I guess it's a day trip. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so uh, they picked up. They pick up a hitchhiker. Um, it's so funny too because it's such a seventies thing. It's hmm. like, uh, hey, there's a, a hitchhiker on the side of the road. Should we pick him up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's so hot out. <laughs> it's like ninety degrees. You better pick him up. Nowadays, yeah. people would be like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Especially looking the way he looked. Ugh. Oh yeah. So they pick him up. He's got blood all over him. Uh, they're by a uh, slaughterhouse. Yeah, they're by a slaughterhouse where you can see all the cows and, and, and stuff like that. And they talk about how they used to kill the the uh, the calves or the cows or whatever with the mauls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And now they have the guns that you know kill them instantly and everything. And the guy, the guy they pick up is like, no, no, you, know, you got to use the mall. Like, the old ways are better, you know, like, make them shake, you know, or whatever and stuff. Yeah. It's a really weird dude. Then he takes He's an, wearing, like, an animal around his neck. Mm-hmm. Then he, he sees, like, says to the one guy in the wheelchair, he's like, you got a knife, and he's like, gives him the knife and everything. And um, he cuts himself, cuts his hand, like, wide open with the knife, cuts his own hand, gives him the knife back, and they're all freaked out. They're like, oh, you know, why don't you give him that knife back? He gives him the knife back. He's like, oh, I got a knife of my own. He pulls out like a stray razor. And they're like, yeah, it's great. Why don't you put that knife uh, away too, though? Um, so they he puts that knife away. Oh, he cuts him. He cuts Franklin. Not yet. Oh. Then, they, then he takes the pictures. Oh, yeah. He takes yeah, the yeah, pictures yeah. of the people and with an old-fashioned Polaroid. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, $2 for your picture, Franklin. And uh, they're like, no. No, that's we don't want to buy the picture or whatever. So then he uh, he burns the picture, laughs, and then takes out the straight razor and cuts his arm. Yeah, he takes and, out some kind of weird powder mm-hmm. that makes a little like it's like a flat it's splash powder basically. Yeah, it's weird. And then they kick him out. They kick him out of the van, and then they keep going like they should have done a long time ago, mm-hmm. way before I got to that point. So they stop at a gas station, but there's no gas at the gas station. Oh, don't forget, he smears his blood on their van, too, as they're driving away, because he's fucking marking them or something. Right. 
But yeah, so they, uh, yeah, which is which probably a signal to his dad or whatever at the gas station. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. So they stop at the gas station and he's like, oh, there's no gas. Uh, during this time period, in 73, there was an oil crisis. The uh, the uh, OPEC, the oil petroleum we're producing or whatever, exporting countries, they um, they had a boycott where they basically just weren't sending oil to us because of, you know, just different, different things, uh, terrorism or, like, you know, terrorist stuff and hostages and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, so they weren't, they, they had, you know, boycotted or whatever. So there was a, a severe shortage of oil during this time period. So it makes sense because we were watching it and Carol was like, man, I can't even imagine going to a gas station and be like, we don't have gas. But that wasn't like a nece- that wasn't necessarily an uncommon thing to hear at during this time uh-huh. period. Yeah. There'd be places where they'd put out a sign that says no gas. You know, we have no gas. Um, so anyway, they stopped there. And the guy's like, no, I don't have any gas. Um, you know, you got to go wherever to the next town over or whatever. And he's like, you can have some barbecue, though. You know, so they sell him, they sell him some barbecue that they make, uh, which they eat. Ugh. And then, <laughs> I would not eat gas station barbecue anyway, by the way. Would you? You've never a- eaten gas station barbecue before. You've never gone to a gas station and gotten food of any kind. Well, I didn't say no, no food of any kind. I said barbecue. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've gotten barbecue from a gas station before. I've eaten gas station pizza because mm-hmm. pizza is good from everywhere, always. Yeah, even if, you know, even if, like, someone, let's say that someone got expired meat and they uh, and they put it on pizza. That'd be okay, too, right? No. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Pizza can be made disgusting, too. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, I think I have gotten barbecue from a gas station before, though. Not a gas station like that. Not a not a country, nothing around for miles gas station. But uh, I've gotten. I'm pretty sure I've gotten barbecue from a gas station before. I don't know, but like you like you said during the movie, it seems like they're just dirty people. Yes, absolutely. Well, that, that's the '70s was just so much dirtier of a time. Like Someone finds a, a tooth on the the ground. He's like, "Hey, look at this." You know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. They have no no thought in their mind about germs or anything. Yeah. So they get to this farmhouse. It's fucked up and everything. It's, you know, they and they, they you know, they, they don't know what to do, how to get gas or whatever. So they, uh, what's his name, Kirk and Pam decide they're going to go to the creek and skinny dip or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because they said there's a, a swimming hole. So they start walking and they see uh, this house you know, out in the distance and they're like, Oh, cool. You know, and I think he sees that they've got gas. They have like a, a tank with gas mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, you know, let's, well, let's buy some from him. You know, like I'll give him my guitar. Or we can give him, can give him a couple bucks or whatever and, and, and buy some gas from them. And she's like, they're not going to want to sell you their gas or whatever. And he's like, Oh, come on. You know, they'll, they'll definitely do it. So they go up to the farmhouse and you know, nobody's around he uh he not Kirk knocks on the door a bunch of times. Nobody answers. He knocks so hard the door opens. Yeah, and he's hollering the whole time too. Hello, hello. But he like, just won't accept no for an answer. He right. just won't accept the no. There's no one there. I don't understand yeah. why he couldn't just say, "Okay, well, I guess no one's here," and leave. Right. Then go swim in the freaking creek, Kirk. Instead, he walks into the house. And uh, Leatherface comes out, smashes him in the head with a, you know, a cow killing hammer and, uh, you know, drags him there. 
Now, meanwhile, Pam went to sit on their swing, their porch swing. Also rude. I, I feel like they got what they deserved. You know, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, for rudeness, the the penalty is uh, death and torture for sure. So. Uh, she walks up and she's like, Kirk, where are you? You know, she's walking in Kirk and then she falls down into like a mass of bones, yeah. like lots of human bones. The longest scene ever, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she's just screaming and uh, Toby Hooper just cuts from uh, there's a chicken in a cage and it's like chicken in cage, bone here, chicken in cage, more bones, chicken in cage. Bones, yeah, what was up with the chicken in cage? I think it was like I said, I think it was supposed to be like a uh, metaphor like they're caught in a cage or whatever you know i guess um it's weird but uh anyway so uh uh leatherface grabs her uh picks her up puts her on a meat hook yeah that was like i honestly that was like the second worst part of the whole movie and she's like she's on a meat hook just like you know like crying and trying to get off yeah you can't pull yourself off of a meat hook no. Just like when you watch Hellraiser, mm-hmm. can't do it. Yep. That's what this movie reminded me of. I, I guess Hellraiser took some some inspiration from this movie, I think. Probably, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so uh, she watches as he's uh, chainsawing Kirk, yeah. which has to be horrible because it's like, you know, she she knows that's going to happen to her next. And um, and yeah, so then we, we cut from that scene and we're with, Jerry and Pam and Fran or what's his name Franklin and they're they're talking and they're like oh you know I don't know what happened to him yeah it's dark now or it's get well it's getting dark yeah it's not t- totally dark yet but he's like I guess I'll go look for him down at the swimming hole where'd you say it was and she wants to go with him because she likes him and he's like no stay here with Franklin so he goes he goes and looks for him finds the same house and is like hey uh anybody in here and he's about to leave he's not rude he's right. about, he's about to leave but then he sees i think it's pam's or or it might be kirk's uh like coat or whatever mm-hmm. sweater like draped on the uh, thing he's like hey hey you in here you know so he starts to, like walk in here and then he also gets hit on the head it's the same kill basically yeah <laughs> just slammed into the head again by by leatherface um so then Sally and Franklin go down there. He, she's, they have this big argument where he's like, I, I he wants to just leave. He yeah. wants to go to the police or something. And she's like, which, you know, I, I understand two people go off on their own and never come back. <laughs> and then a guy goes to look for them and also never right. comes back. I probably wouldn't want to go down that same path, but anyway, yeah, logical, um, but, uh, they don't have the keys. So they, uh, Franklin finds like, okay, I'll go with you. And, and she's like, I can't push you down this hill. Right. Cause you know, and I feel bad for him too. Like we haven't even talked, like when they get to the house at first and stuff, they just left him outside and go inside and go up the stairs. And he mm-hmm. like, hears them laughing and having fun without him. Yeah. It's gotta be like horrible for him. No, I agree. They're, they're pretty rude and inconsiderate yeah. to him. But so they are, she's pushing them and everything. They're in the woods and stuff. All of a sudden, Leatherface pops up with his chainsaw and just, like, fucking goes to town on Franklin. Yeah. The way it's shot is kind of, 
I mean, I understand they're they're dealing they're dealing with limitations of filmmaking at the time, but it's almost comical because Franklin's like there, like sitting there in the chair, and he's like, ah, you know, and then they they film it from behind Franklin, so you can't see what's going on because obviously they're not really cutting into his body, but then. Leatherface is just like mm, he's just like he's gyrating like up and down with the chainsaw and everything. It looks almost like I said comical. Yeah, because it's like if that happened in real life, then like his, he wouldn't be screaming anymore. Like his he'd look like uh, you know the inside of an exploded hot dog or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, so she's screaming. She's sc- for basically Sally screams for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's so it's so annoying because it's like if you would shut up, it's dark out, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you could lose this dude. Right. It's dark. There are woods, but she never shuts up. He's big, but he's not He's not exactly fast. Yeah, and I mean, she's like, they're running through like brambles and stuff. Like, there are things that she can get through because she's smaller that he, mm-hmm. he is slowed down by more. He has to use a chainsaw. Like, she could have gotten away from him, but she never stops. It is her fault. Agreed. Yeah. Victim blaming. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... Uh, she's she runs away. She finds the gas station, and the guy there. And she's like, "Oh my god, there's a guy with a chainsaw out here. It's terrible. Uh, he killed my friends. All that stuff." And he's like, "Oh, you know, just relax." He's and she's like, "We need to call the cops." He's like, "There's no phone here, you know." We'll, Which is weird, even yeah. in the seventies, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably lying. You know, honestly. Although I guess I could. See, I mean, in the seventies, I could probably see it where there's where a gas station wouldn't have a phone line, maybe. Especially out there in the, you know, middle of nowhere or whatever. I guess. But uh, anyway, so she, um, he's like, hey, you know, we'll go into town and everything. And um, she looks at the barbecue and she can see it's like people or whatever. It's like pieces of people. Mm -hmm. So then she realizes what's going on here. And I think she realizes that she fucking ate long pork. Yeah, that that's what they call people, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, you said long pork like like when we were watching it. Like everyone should just know that term. Isn't it common knowledge? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I think a lot of people in our audience would be if we just said long pork. That I think they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Because people meat is very similar to uh, pig meat. Mm-hmm. So. Just longer, apparently. I guess. I got some long pork. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyway, so um, you and your eight, your uh, heart eight, right? Yeah. So, uh, so she's like, you know, she realizes what's going on here, and she tries to get away. I can't remember exactly what she does, but she's like, you know, I think she just tries to leave or whatever. He's like, no, no, and like, he's like, he brings out a sack, and she's like, what's that for? And he's like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Just yeah, and get he's got rope sack. and stuff. Yeah. So then he starts beating her with a broom, and uh, with the with the bristles first. Right. It takes him a minute to switch to the handle. Like, what damage do you think you're doing with the bristles? And then he so he grabs he grabs her and ties her up, puts a sack over her. I don't know why they're planning on killing her anyway. What's the matter if she's like can see or not? Yeah, right. So he takes her back to the house. And, uh, and he's poking her the whole time they're driving with like the broom handle or something. I don't know what he's poking her with, but yeah, it's weird. he's an asshole. This guy, this guy is like probably the biggest asshole in the movie. I wouldn't say that. Well, Leatherface, I think, is mentally handicapped. Yeah. 
And so is the other one. And obviously just raised to be a psychopath. Right. And yeah, his brother also probably mentally handicapped and raised to be a psychopath. Um, this guy is the son of a psychopath, as we find out. Um, but I think he's the dad anyway. I don't think he's an older brother. Uh, he's the dad. Um, but anyway, so like, but he's, he says stuff like he won't take responsibility for anything. Cause he's like, oh, I, you know, I can't, I don't have a taste for the killing. I can't do the killing. I don't want to be any part of this or whatever. But at the same time, he's like poking her and then like smiling and be like, get her dad, you know, and it's like stuff like that and yeah. everything. He's like, he obviously takes pleasure in it, but he doesn't, he's too cowardly to do it himself. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's an asshole. And for, you know, for a minute I was wondering like, well then how did they manage to do this before the boys were old enough? Mm-hmm. But it was the grandpa. Yeah. Which we find out this this thing that looks like a mummy sitting in a chair upstairs that she saw her in the movie. It looks just like a decomposed corpse, Mm -hmm. basically, is alive and the grandfather. Yeah. And I think that's a mask as well. I think. I mean, if it's not, then what the fuck? Yeah. How old is this dude? Uh, Yeah. He does not look alive at all. It's disgusting. Oh. But they cut her finger and let him suck the blood. So he's sucking on her finger. Yeah. And yeah, then ensues one of the most disturbing scenes in all of film ever. The dinner scene. If you think your Thanksgiving with your family is awkward. This is quite an awkward dinner scene with uh, the dad, the grandpa and the two brothers who are they're all psychopaths Mm -hmm. and they're just like laughing at her and and everything and they're like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna get you and they try to let the grandpa smash her head in with a really weird like small hammer yeah yeah it's like the most fucked up thing like they're like oh grandpa let's have grandpa have some fun and they end up like holding his hand to swing the hammer for him him because he's so like weak or whatever like guys like a hundred years old (laughs) and and then they're i don't know it's just so messed up so she ends up breaking away from their grasp as they're like, you know, going for this hammer and everything. She jumps out of the window and then runs for the second time. Yeah. She jumped out of a window earlier too. And then runs into the into the road where an eighteen wheeler is, you know, passing by. It is now morning, by the way. This has been going on all night long. Right. Uh he sees what's what's up and, you know, obviously is there to help. So she, you know, he pulls her into the cab and everything. But I don't know if he turned the car off or whatever, but Leatherface is there with his chainsaw and he's like slamming, you know, like he's trying to uh, get through the door Yeah, to get through the door. And um, she uh, like he, he her and the, the truck driver, they go out the other side and he grabs this big wrench. <laughs> and then this is one of the funniest things. Too. Leatherface is running after him and he just throws this wrench and hits him right in the face. It was awesome. And then he falls and cuts his own leg a little bit with his uh with his his chainsaw. Uh and then he gets up and I don't know whatever happened to the trucker. Like he just runs away, I guess. Yeah, I don't we know. never see him again. Um but the brother the hitchhiking brother. Oh, we never talked about the fact that like the hitchhiking brother shows up. Like the hitchhiker was his brother. Yeah. This is their day. Yeah. Yeah. So he's out there, and he gets run over by the semi-truck. Oh, the semi- yeah, the semi-truck killed him, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. So. I forgot about that, but yeah, it like very gruesomely gets destroyed by the semi-truck. Because he was also chasing her with his knife. Mm-hmm. And so 
Then another car comes by, like a pickup truck, and she's like waving him down. She gets into the pickup truck and, you know, like. She yeah, she just jumps in the back. I don't think he stopped all the way. Like, I think he understood what was happening more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He just slowed down enough. Yeah, and she's screaming the entire time, and then we just go to credits, and that's it. Yeah, she kind of starts laughing at the end because she realizes that she's getting away, I guess. Yeah. And and Leatherface is just in the middle of the road, like, dancing with his chainsaw or something. Right. Like, I don't understand what that was about. Yeah. It's very fucked up. The whole thing's very fucked up. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, police are going to be called and come yeah. into there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Ugh. Although there are sequels. They might forget Grandpa. Like, they might, you know what I mean? Like, they might not notice that he's actually alive and just leave him there. But there are sequels to this to this movie. That frightens me. I think there's like two, three or four. Did you see them? Uh, no, I haven't seen any, anyone but the original. Because I'm wondering like, if the sequels are like copycats or do you think they really... No, I think Leatherface features in all of them. Oh. I think it becomes like... Uh, it's, it becomes almost like a Friday the 13th type thing or something. Gross. Yeah. Sad. Disturbing. Yeah. Let's watch the sequels. What'd you think? <laughs> Gross, sad, <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> um, I mean, like body horror, which is partially what this is with all mm-hmm. those sculptures, is yeah, for sure. not my thing. Yeah, me either. Um, and like gore, also not my thing. Yep. But I'll say the movie is quite successful in you know doing what it's trying to do to disturb the audience. There's some really beautiful shots in the movie. There's mm-hmm. some. There's some really good artistry. Uh, going on with the camera but yeah uh as far as the scares it's disturb. it's a really disturbing movie mm-hmm. and I-, I can see movies that take inspiration from this and everything but yeah it's not it's not a movie i'd want to watch again you know like i mean i did watch it again but it's not uh it's not a movie i'd revisit a lot because it isn't i like suspense more than i like gore yeah like flat out like blood and stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't it's to me that's like gross out type stuff that stuff that would make you go like like that you know mm-hmm. to me that's not scary it's right. just gross it's not scary well it's scary too but it's eh, in a yeah. uncomfortable and disturbing i guess i mean a little bit but see i can always and that's the thing too it really stretches my suspension of disbelief for some reason i know i'm not like everybody in that way but when i see and maybe it's like a mechanism in my brain to like protect myself or whatever but when i see stuff like that in movies i'm just like eh, it's but i can see the fakeness of it mm-hmm. i get you know you have to be it would it has to be like the thing or something like that like john carpenter's the thing where it's really really well done for me to not be like oh i can see the fakeness of this i can see like when she's on that meat hook and stuff like that i'm like yeah she's not on a meat hook though like you can you can clearly see the way she's sitting and everything that they have like a harness that's just below camera level then that that's why she's framed you know in the way that she's framed so you can't see the harness that she's sitting on (laughs) well if i could disconnect myself and analyze it like that it wouldn't disturb me at all but well that's that's what i'm saying like I know a lot of the tricks because I've read books about a lot of the the film tricks and stuff that they use. Mm-hmm. So because I know a lot of those tricks, I see them really easily. And it's just like, to me, like I said, to me, it's not scary. And it's not, I mean, can it can be gross, but it's not like super gross either to me. Right. So it's, 
yeah, that I don't really I like the suspense stuff. I like the stuff that psychologically plays on you. I think that stuff's super scary. Some of it was almost funny too though, like like uh Pam in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> when uh was it Sally who found her? Like she opened, yeah, she opened the, why did she open the, oh, because there was pounding. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't Sally that found her, because Sally never got in there like that. It was Kurt, or it was Jerry that found her. Jerry, okay. It was right before Jerry got killed. Yeah. He heard pounding coming from the freezer. And he throws open the freezer. And And she looks dead for Mm -hmm. a second, and then she just pops up, and it's like a fucking jack-in-the-box, like, (laughs) and she's just flailing, and then she just crumples over like, like a jack-in-the-box, I mean, the whole thing, that's all it reminded me of. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I laughed. But yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's the movie, and that's, uh, I mean, check it out if you want to check it out. We're not going to do a blockbuster pick of the week, because this week, because... This was it? Because, yeah, if, <laughs> if you want to, if this sounds interesting to you, go see it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's good. You know, it's 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 a well-made movie, uh, if, as far as, you know, the movie-making process goes. Toby Hooper's a good director, but... It's not exactly my thing, but right. I get it if people like it. Yeah. But yeah, so Carol, why don't you tell the people what they need to do and we can get the hell out of here. So if you uh, have any recommendations about things that you'd like us to review, you can write us and let us know, latefee1994 at AOL.com. Or, do you know, it. Just tell us that we're assholes, whatever. Wish Carol um, a happy birthday. <laughs> don't do that. Um, and then send the do likes it. and the stars and tell your friends. All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.